Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hi. This is Jamie and Travis. From Jamie and Travis Present. From Jamie and Travis Present. We're here to talk to you today about a couple of websites. A couple. Yeah. One of them is Patreon.com. Yes. Specifically, Patreon.com slash Jamie and Travis Present. Yeah. You don't have to go to Patreon.com. You can go to just our page. But you could. I mean, you could get to it. You could go to Patreon.com and search Jamie and Travis No, I mean, but don't support anybody else. Support us. If you want to. If you feel the need. No pressure. No pressure. But if you wanted to, um, it would help. Uh, my mom did it. Yeah. And Skylar Browning did it. Yeah. And uh, I think that they're really happy with... They're ex- they're pretty excited. Yeah. And I think they're satisfied. Yep. Um, so you could do that. You could also get a hold of us at Jamie and Travis Present at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and you could also go to Facebook if you still have Facebook. Yeah, if you're still one of those you're guys. still one of those sheep. Uh, <laughs> and you can... Like our page. Poke us. Like our page. Wink at us. Please don't send us pokes. <laughs> Wait, can you poke people? I think you can still poke people. I get one occasionally. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Jamie and Travis. Jamie and Travis. Um, we're here with Susan Shepard and Derek Brower from the Missoula Independent. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's really, I'm, it's actually really nice to meet both of you because I worked at the Independent and only know about you guys from other people at the Independent and from your writing. And the Independent has a good thing going on right now. You guys are really awesome. It's uh, a good crew. It's a really good crew. I feel like it's the best crew they've had in a long time. Um, you guys are going through some shit though, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah, um, we're seizing uh, seizing the reins of our future. That's really cool. So you guys are forming a union, mm-hmm. um, or trying to? Trying to. Yeah. Um, can we talk about first of all where this came from and what made you guys the moment you decided that this was the move? Uh, I guess it was the probably I would say the move that uh, let us know <laughs> it was the move. Uh, and I mean, by that I mean. Uh, we learned in, I think, late January or February that we were uh, going to be sharing office space with the Missoulian uh, come April. Which uh, was not an unexpected announcement. Yeah. It, it yeah. was, you were anticipating it? Not as soon. I don't think anyone anticipated as soon as it, as quickly as it arrived, but it was always something that was, uh, that was on the horizon after the, the Lee purchase. A year ago, which is funny because my recollection is Erica was here the day the Lee purchase happened, and she, I remember this explicitly, her saying that they guarantee they were promising that nothing would change, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. the independent would still be the independent, um, and it seems like since then it's just been one little change after another, um, and this one being a big change. Yeah, I think you're right. That's right in some sense. It's been small changes over over the course of a year, but in terms of like the newsroom and how we report, that really hasn't changed from my perspective. Right. I don't know if you've noticed anything. Susan. I wouldn't be able to notice yeah. anything because I came to the paper <laughs> after the purchase. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I wouldn't know. But so you I... were never a free thinker. Okay, so the move, sorry, I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, but I, I mean... There, 
one of the questions that I know I've gotten from sources and readers is, is if Lee has sort of taken editorial control over us or the, if that corporate mindset has, you know, affected our reporting. And, yeah. and I guess that hasn't, that hasn't changed yeah. at all. Yeah, we haven't gotten any any kind of editorial directive uh, okay. at all from them. So what kind of changes are happening? It's been organizational. Uh, I think they're trying to uh, uh, find efficiencies or synergies, as they like to say. Um, oh, <laughs> what a gross fucking word. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that word has been used. Oh, um, no, <laughs> yeah. no. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, so the, the first example was, you know, Matt Gibson, our former owner and publisher, uh, moved over into the GM role at the Missoulian, in which he's now, like, overseeing both publications. Okay. Um, and then uh, when he moved over, we are... Uh, other GM, uh, Andy Sutcliffe, uh, was kind of in charge of the indie. And then he, more recently, just in the last couple of months, I guess he's moved over to some kind of dual role overseeing advertising at, at the Missoulian as well. Okay. So at the top of the organization, that's happened. Um, and then uh, we've had more recent changes as well, like in our production department, um, uh, moving some people over to the Missoulian there. Um, so as of next week, uh, we're just going to have one person uh coup laying out the paper uh the whole for thing us. yeah mm-hmm. yeah Holy we're not shit. quite sure how it's gonna work uh, they, have, yeah. they had already been doing a lot of work for the Missoulian as well in production yeah so kind were, of everywhere but editorial you know but coup's getting yes. a big raise <laughs> you'd have to ask him how to, <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's getting one no <laughs> okay so so yeah. but they have they have not the editorial side you guys still feel like you are you have your own voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh, go ahead. Well, it just it leaves the paper though without somebody advocating for it on the business side, since everything is merged together in the Missoulian building and like in those GM roles. Yeah. So that you know that leaves you a little bit reduced. Yeah. I mean, it's you guys are the only thing about the independent that is independent. I mean, that is. And that's not yeah. that's that's yeah. no small thing, right? It's a huge thing. Right. I mean, it's the whole brand, but it seems like the whole brand then is just dependent on the people in the newsroom. Whereas before, you know, I, I knew the independent to have really interesting and good relationships with advertisers, yeah. and advertisers wanted to work with the independent because it was independent. Yeah, you know, and that's something that is valued in Missoula. Um, yeah, and and we still have uh, we still have an ad staff. They're part of the organizing effort Are with they? us too mm-hmm. yeah but uh i think there's certainly anxiety about uh what's gonna happen what changes are down the pike for for the for the ad sales department and for production yeah um and editorial as well but uh those you know seem to be farther down the road if they are is it weird for you guys to get interviewed because you usually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. no I'm, I'm used to people asking me questions <laughs> um uh, okay, so uh, the move—they they, want to move you in with the the, the Missoulian. Yeah, change yeah. your move your office. Yeah, so uh, I but. Kinda, yeah, well, I, I kind of want to clarify that a little bit because it's—it's—I think there is a, a bit of a perception, and maybe this is coming from management that that we're trying to organize as like sort of a, a reactionary move uh, because we don't want to move into the Missoulian building or something like that, and that's really not. That's not what it is. Well, I think the the move to the Missoulian building is is like a symbol of a lot of the anxieties that we have. Um, 
it's 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 not that we're trying to stop that from happening, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there are changes that are going to happen that that maybe need to happen to make the paper profitable uh, and viable, and we're not opposed to all of those. At yeah. least I'm not. It's more the sense that we don't have any advance warning of these decisions. You know, they just kind of land upon us. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and there doesn't at least there has been no vision or plan articulated to us. Uh, as far as what long term in six months, a year, two years, even you know, how, what is what is the idea uh, to make the indie viable? Right. Uh, we just don't know what that is, and so I think that uh, that's that's scary for us. Um, one example, I mean, for me, I think my biggest fear and is something that came up the day the paper was sold when uh, the regional publisher uh, Mike Gulledge showed up and and. And, and announced it to us with with Matt Gibson that, that we had been sold. In the course of that conversation, he made reference to uh, a paper that Lee Enterprises had bought down in Wyoming uh, in, in Casper, and they had uh, they owned the daily paper in Casper, and then there was this community weekly. It wasn't an alt weekly, but it was a community weekly that was independently owned down there. And uh, they bought that paper, and initially it just ran kind of like where we're at now. I mean, they just it was just under Lee ownership, but it was still the paper that it was. And then over time, they sort of, you know, they assimilated it into the daily paper. Uh, and as of, like, last year, the that paper no longer has any staff of its own or any original content. Oh, it's really? just the brand that used to be that weekly paper inserted once a week into the daily paper kind of um, like the corridor or something yeah yeah um and you know that took almost around a decade in casper right but the industry was different back then and, yeah and so we don't know if if that's the same plan here it may not be um or if that's an option um but it was it was made reference to in in the day the paper was sold yeah and um for me i you know i don't want the indie to become that i want the brand the name to mean what it's always meant right and and readers be able to trust that it does when you guys i'm sure you've asked management some of these questions about the future of the indie and what the plan is what kind of response have you gotten in the past <laughs> <laughs> nothing that you know nothing concrete at all um at our meeting about the move when we ask questions about how we should talk to our readers and our advertisers who asked us you know what is the independent now? We were told that that was our question to answer. Right. Uh, and, and it came up again uh, last week when we had announced that we were petitioning for an election and, and management came to talk to us and, and that question got posed again and the answer was that they're working on it um, with no other detail there. Um, so I I don't know. I, mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I, I have no idea if there's a master plan they don't want to tell us or they just, they are experimenting and trying to figure it out and, and they just don't know. Um, but we haven't gotten any sense for, for what's in State, store. Would you characterize it as dismissive that they are basically not? I don't know. I, 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 th- I think everyone wants the indie to be successful. The individual people who are still here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that includes, Matt Gibson, uh, too. Uh, but the fundamental reality that we're dealing with now is that we're not an independent small business anymore. We are part of a corporation and, uh, you know, organizing is a response to that reality. Yeah. We're never not going to be a corporate 
own paper. But <laughs> yeah. But if we're organized, um, we are able to communicate to our readers and our audience what's going on. And through what channel? What what is that? How exactly? Well, we may not be allowed to cover in the paper what happens with Lee or what happens with the Independent, but we will be able to directly communicate that um, as a you know as a unit, as an it. organizing unit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's changes to our work conditions would come down the pike once we're organized and 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 have those protections in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the union is an entity that can speak directly with the community about what's going on. So you got, it seems like you're not, so are you asking for more money? Is that a part of this? We're not asking for anything except to be allowed to organize at this point. And um, we, you know, that, those sort of like specific requests, demands, you know, those wait for the bargaining table. Right now we just want the protection of a, of a union. So what, yeah. I, what I, Matt Gibson characterized this as naive. Right, um, and I'm I'm like failing to see what what is the danger, what is the threat to Lee at um, this point. We asked them that. Uh, Derek actually asked that question directly of their head of HR when they came to talk to us at the beginning of March. They made a little tour of the newsrooms in Montana, and uh, the answer was that it wasn't a threat. Um, you know, he was asking regarding the Casper paper. Yeah, and. Uh, Apparently, that's not true for us. Yeah, the the tone when when I asked about organizing as a threat to the company a month ago was that they shrugged it off. This is something that happens, and they you know they don't think unions are necessary or helpful, but they, it happens, and and they'll comply with the law and, and deal with it. Um, but we've we've seen a much more uh, uh, aggressive anti-union response from the company. Yeah. Uh, that when, as we've sought to do this ourselves, even then, then the Casper paper did, um, you know, two months ago or a month and a half ago down down there, we've been in touch with them. Um, so there's something about what we're doing that um, th- that is uh, provoked objectionable. A, <laughs> yeah, provoked a response from them, and and you'd have to ask them exactly why it is. Um, I know uh, Matt Gibson's been doing. Uh, most of the communications on their end for this. And, uh, you know, the implication has seemed to be that the doing this threatens the viability of the paper in some way. Uh, he said but without that, specifics, without, and yeah, without specifics, uh, the most recent communication we got to him from him was in an email. And he said that the paper is very fragile right now. And, and that, um, being represented by a union creates an inherently adversarial relationship between the company and the employees, and he's worried that that conflict will will hurt That's, the as opposed to what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, I, I uh, yeah, the only non-adversarial position is for your parent company to have legal representation and right. <laughs> and professional right. advice, but you know, not not for you to do that. Yeah, it, I I gotta say, I. Um, I've heard about this letter that Matt Gibson sent to advertisers. I think the same was it the same day that you guys have you just heard about it or have you? Read I have it? not read it. Oh yeah, um, and I actually don't know where. Where can people read that? Um, On our website, MissoulaNewsGuild.com. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I can pull it out here if we can. If we can look at it again if you want. But um, yeah, so that letter went out last Thursday. And that was the same day that uh, that he and 
Lee's head of HR came and talked to us. Uh, so it's a couple hours later. Let's pause for a second. Um, okay, so I'm looking at this letter now. Um, and so Matt sent this out the same day that you guys told management that you were organizing? or No, it was or, the day they came to meet with us. Oh, yeah. the day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a, it's too, it's an, is it an open letter basically? Yeah. Our understanding is it went to a large number of advertisers, probably all of them, but we have no way of knowing that. All right. And it says, I want to share some thoughts with you in an effort to provide a fuller picture of the current labor movement at the Missoula Independent. The staff there wants to form a union. I understand their anxieties and I respect their right to organize, but I think that impulse is naive and extremely short-sighted. It's not in the best interests of the staff, the paper, the community, or the owner of the enterprises. When it's all said and done, the organizing effort amounts to a dramatic uh, gesture to take some sort of principled stand, but there's no substance to it. The principle that matters is sustaining strong community journalism. I do not believe a union can help with that. That's not the, way, that's not the work they do. Um, but what I'm hearing from you guys is, I, is you feel underrepresented or not represented. We don't, yeah, I mean, we don't all. have any advocating voice at the table. And you're not complaining about your paychecks. I mean, you might, <laughs> yeah. but, but not in this. Right, that's that's not yeah. what this is about. That's yeah. not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to say, as someone who knows Matt Gibson and worked for The Independent, this is a really disappointing and frankly surprising uh, perspective for him to take. And I'm not going to put you guys in a position to talk about that. Um, but this really sucks. It really sucks that he would uh, say to advertiser to basically throw you guys under the bus for just trying to have a seat at the table. Um, and I cannot fucking imagine why he would take that position. It's such a bad look. Yeah, why would you want? And why would you want to spread this around? Right. Well, I'm sure he didn't want us to, to see it. <laughs> totally. Uh, but why would you tell anybody this? Yeah. Why would you? It's like a. It feels like a like a shot from the hip. Of like, it feels like he didn't ask anybody before he wrote the letter. A little bit, like a little Trumpy, and should have run it past, uh, should have run it past his boss, before yeah. a guy who runs a news organization threw something out there that is in print, which is gold, right? Yeah. That's that's the standard. Is now this yeah. is essentially evidence of why is he so worried about it? If it's and if it's not that, and he kind of states that it's it's not going to do anything. So why not let it happen then? Yeah, why not your, just let it right. happen? Put your publisher hat on. Why is this naive? Because you could, yeah. you could, you could like bargain for more money down the road. Are you guys tricking them? <laughs> <laughs> is this a trick? It's a ruse. Um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, we've been trying to guess what they're up to for a while now, right? And, and it's it's hard to know. Um, is there, I mean, it's possible that there's some truth to this implication that, you know, the paper's uh, future is is uh, imperiled already and that anything that makes it harder for them to execute whatever they want to execute with the paper is could could encourage Lee to decide that it's not worth their time. But anymore. why not? But if that's true, yeah. why not just say what it is? If they say, <laughs> you know, you guys forming a union is bad for us, yeah. and you say, here's why. Yeah, we would give anything for transparency like that. Yeah. Like, but it's crazy. I mean, you really wrote would. this 800-word yeah. letter, and there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's like straight out Washington, D.C. Well, it's well, clear that it's very personal. Very, very personal for him. Which is, yeah. uh, again, I'm like, that you should be proud, I would think. 
I don't know. Sorry, Derek. Yeah. Um, I mean, legally, the company is not allowed to to say because you're organizing, we're going to shut the paper down mm-hmm. or something like that. They can't retaliate against us for exercising this right. Um, but what they're allowed to make decisions, business decisions, and as long as they can justify things in business terms, uh, they can um, they can do it. So. Uh, part of to your question about why is he not just coming out and saying what he wants to say or something yeah. I mean maybe that they have to be careful about how they this letter articulate their sound, position it doesn't either. sound careful yeah uh, the bullet points <laughs> of automatically diving into how they're losing money and then how Lee Enterprises has been so great this is the second bullet point and They've been generous, I think it says. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's they, generous. Somewhere the word generous they, came up. They said since the change... Oh, where was it? It was, it was beautiful. The way it was written was beautiful. Uh, since acquiring it last April has been generous, patient, and wholly above reproach. Oh, holy. Holy. Oh, holy. Yeah. Like entirely. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can never want small peek in and see what they're doing. I got it, I got it. Yes. Uh, but, like you said, I think it was you, Jamie, who said, I mean, it's disappointing to to see your GM call you the staff naive. naive. Yeah. Mean, especially as a journalist, right? I mean, like that kind of, I feel like undermines my credibility in the community if, if, if my own employer thinks I'm naive. And I can't imagine, you know, what it's like to be an ad salesperson and have to go to these clients who just received this letter characterizing you as, as not knowing what's, you know, best for yourself yeah yeah totally. it's insulting and to come from the guy who owned this paper that is called the independent it says free thinking on every goddamn cover uh and you guys who the only thing you're doing is just in some small and largely symbolic way trying to resist the erosion of journalism in america well, you I- should just say cool man at least we can do this at least my paper can have this because yeah. we can't be truly free thinking. I mean, I know you guys yeah. are, but at the end of the day, we're now mm-hmm. a corporate entity. Uh, I just don't, it just seems like at least let you have this. Well, yeah. one one thing I feel like we've learned in the last couple of weeks is that the liberal establishment of Missoula believes in workers' rights and unions up to a point. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, what has the community response been for you? Um, actually, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Okay. We have, we've gotten yeah. just amazing emails of support, offers of support from community members. Um, it's 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 been great. It's really been amazing. People care a yeah. lot about the paper. Cool. Yeah. You know, they absolutely. still do. Um, you know, a lot of people have, <laughs> as as Derek said, you know, made a lot of bad codependent jokes over the last year. But you know, you get down to it, they still see it as a part of this town. Well, and I don't know how anyone could look at the content of the paper in the past year and say, oh man, this is tainted. Yeah. I mean, it's some it's, people do though. It's if you read our Facebook page, Jamie, well, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> we, sure. we get, we deal with that like every week. Somebody saying that the paper just doesn't seem like, you I know, was, yeah, I was since it got by Lee, the stories have gone downhill, that kind of thing. And the paper's gotten less liberal. Yeah. I'm, there are right. definitely fewer personal <laughs> essays. Yeah. I've noticed that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. uh, Okay, so what's yeah. what's the next step? Uh, we have an election in a week uh, from when we're recording this, so it's uh, the morning of April sixth. Okay, and if we get fifty one percent of the staff to uh, vote yes, then the union is formed. And and what staff is that? 
Yeah, so it's non-management staff, um, but it's building-wide. So at, that, at the independent? Yeah, the, just at the independent. Okay. Yeah, so uh, when we file our petition, we had 10 signatures, uh, which was everyone in the building who was not a manager. Okay. Um, and there are like 14 total people in the building, something like that. Um, so, yeah, so uh, ad sales reps, uh, events coordinator, production team, and, and the newsroom okay. is who's a part of that. Okay. Um, and then if... Well, once we're successful um, getting those votes next Friday, then uh, we'll officially be represented by the News Guild um, f- for the purposes of collective bargaining, which means then we go to the negotiating table and sit across from Lee's attorneys and try to hash out a contract yeah. uh, in good faith. And you know what that contract contains depends on so many factors. Um, and ultimately, you know, we don't we want a contract that is going to help the indie thrive um we want the paper to be around and uh, as the indie for as long as possible um and if that requires hard decisions like moving to the missoulian building for instance you know those are things that we're not uh i don't think we intend to just stand in the way of um i mean if anyone's been in the newsroom at the indie and then been in the newsroom at the missoulian i i don't know who the hell would want to stay in the newsroom at the indie I mean, frankly. Well, we're not moving into the newsroom at the Mausoleum. Oh, are you moving into a uh, janitorial closet? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, we're going to be. No, we don't even know if we're moving anymore. The first thing they the, did the was. The plan was yeah. that we were going to be moving. What, what else is on that floor? Uh, it's on the. So, yeah, they have a, a section for us in the upstairs portion of the Mausoleum that um, when we went over and visited a couple weeks ago was just like a pile of empty desks and cabinets that were surplus from you know they've had a lot of layoffs over the last decade and so they have a lot of surplus space and surplus uh uh, equipment and fixtures so they were i guess going to clear out this corner in the upstairs and and just put us in there (laughs) um i always felt like the indie offices looked like it should be like a dentist (laughs) <laughs> you probably know better than, do you, you know, know what it used i can't to be? believe everybody dismissed my idea to airbnb the upstairs oh that's brilliant yeah. yeah. well, because there's no, there's no upper money. management yeah, yeah matt's we moved over easily yeah. easily have covered the rent on that yeah. place oh beautiful like you know 10 10 nights yeah. a month a little side yeah. hustle <laughs> you can let advertisers rent it out for like christmas parties oh yeah. free yeah. tours of the newsroom there you go You're quick <laughs> so quick good. tours oh so it sounds like I mean, it's, it sounds simple from your guys' end of wanting the former union to have not necessarily even control, but just to have a little bit of say or just a lead time to changes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just, it's just so simple. Like that, it's, yeah. I mean, that seems like something that maybe they don't owe you right now, and they feel like, or they obviously feel like they don't yeah. owe you those two things, but... uh that sounds that sounds okay. That doesn't sound naive. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound outlandish. The yeah. idea of being scared, I think, all just has to do with money. Is what it more sounds like. It sounds like they're scared that oh, they're just starting this so that they can ask for money. Yeah. But that doesn't sound like the case from you guys right this second. And maybe that'll change in a month when we have you back on. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it, it deserves. No man, we're willing to pay back. union dues out of our pitiful salaries. See, that's like, the yeah. thing. That's the thing. Yeah. This uh, starting union costs you guys money. Right. So yeah. weird. It is weird. I don't get it. It feels it feels weird. 
It feels it's Animal Farm. It feels so old to be that adverse <laughs> to a union right off the bat. Mm-hmm. To immediately yeah. feel that that the fear that they must have, or he must have, to fire off that, that letter just feels like the worst Facebook comment when the when the person writes the paragraph and they didn't even read the article. That's what that felt like. Yeah. But that doesn't feel like a journalist. That doesn't feel like someone who works in journalism. That feels like a, a gut response that is just fearful. It also seems yeah. like something that's very anti Like, I would imagine a lot of the advertisers who received that letter were miffed by it. Yeah. Right? I mean, who we've, cares? We've heard from a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we didn't get a copy of the letter here at Jamie Travis Presents, <laughs> no. so I, I don't feel anything yet. No. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like people... To know, is there any way for for people to support you in this election? How? Um, Well, they can write letters to the editor at the Missoulian and the Missoula Independent. But what is? I mean, if if you guys, if the election goes smoothly for you, Mm -hmm. um, what? I mean, there's no Lee doesn't have any. They have to. Well, they do. They do have to recognize the union. Yeah, they have to recognize the union, but they all that both parties are obligated to do is is to bargain in good faith toward a contract. But there's no guarantee that we have to get to a contract. Okay. Um, And and the members of the union would ultimately have to vote and ratify whatever contract is agreed upon at the at the bargaining table. So, uh, the nitty gritty of what this actually means and what protections or or voice we can have would would be the next stage after we win the election. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, the the more public support is visible for us and for this effort, the better. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be, I think, hard to understand why um, that's important. But, um, I mean, for me, we've talked about this at the paper. I mean, maybe they're bluffing, maybe they're not, but... The, the paper could could shut down as a result of this. Um, uh, they they could decide to do that. I don't. We don't Before know how. bargaining happens. No. Well, <laughs> they could do it whenever, as long as they they uh, can make an argument that it was for business reasons. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a precedent for a weekly being shut down immediately after voting to unionize. Is there? Right. The Baltimore City paper. Uh, yeah, not within Lee. There's there's not a lot of history with with Lee Enterprises and unions. Um, the Casper Star Tribune last month became the first paper to organize successfully under Lee ownership. They right. have a couple other papers that are organized, but they bought them and they inherited the union. Uh, we discussed this when we were talking to to Matt and, and Lee's HR rep is that uh, you know the, the company's most profitable paper is the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, uh, and it's one like most best performing paper two years in a row and it's it's a union shop over there so it's not like you can't run a profitable paper uh if there's a union in place right well it seems like you can't if there's not a union yeah yeah (laughs) so why not give it a shot yeah right right Um, but but um yeah right so if perspective might as well try it yeah (laughs) but but if shutting the paper down is is something that the company will consider doing and the near medium term uh, in response to this, the more public support there is for the indie staying what staying alive is yeah. is something that they have to weigh and consider, right? I mean yep. the the best um, the best leverage that we have against um, for keeping the paper alive is is showing that the community wants it to be here, yeah. um, and and would look 
uh, and would frown upon the company if it if it got rid of it. So um, write letters, Mazillion and the Independent. Yeah, follow us on social media. Um, if you send us an email, we'll uh, we'll get you on our list as well. We have a mailing list that Susan set up. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. MissoulaNewsGuild.com. We'll also send you everywhere awesome. you need to go. Yeah. Awesome. And and let let Lee management know directly too. Uh, yeah. If it's not a letter to the editor, send them an email. Okay. Personally, and tell them what you think. Ask any famous Montanans to retweet us. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know any? We don't know. Nope, any we don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Someday anybody. we want to. We, we want Andy McDowell to come on the podcast. Yeah, and Jeff Bridges. And we shame. We shamelessly baited Colin Malloy into retweeting us did he do it week. he did yeah, yeah awesome. he studied labor history he wrote songs about unions <laughs> oh, yeah of course there you go perfect perfect um well guys thanks for coming on good luck we're rooting for you um thanks for having us we hope, yeah thanks no, so much you hope this goes the right way for sure we do too we'll check in with you in a week <laughs> all right all right thanks guys yes. this has been jamie and travis present. present jamie and travis jamie and travis jamie and travis present Okay, before we say goodbye, we have a couple of people to thank. <gasps> yes. Uh, thank you to Courtney Blazon. She is uh, yes. our art director here at Jamie and Travis Present. She's also master of bubbles, mm-hmm. in case you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We appreciate her so much. Yes. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, and then our long list of supporters, um, my mom, Maureen Rogers. Yay, thank thanks, you Maureen. so much for your contribution. Yes. Uh, and Skylar Browning. Skylar Browning. He's the newest member of our uh, contributor uh, family. family. So thank you guys for going on Patreon and helping us make this possible. Uh, if you would like to contribute, you can go to patreon.com slash Jamie and Travis present yep. uh, and sign up for our uh, monthly contribution. Yes. Um, and if you have any questions about that uh, or would like to support us in a different way, uh, including with questions uh about the podcast uh you can get a hold of us at jamie and travis present at gmail.com yes we appreciate your letters yes thank you thank you okay bye-bye